talk about it, talk about it. Don't let it sit on your mind. When you talk about it, talk about it. Know that it will be alright. Let's talk about it, talk about it. Welcome to episode four of season two of the Mindful Podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Sophia Alphonse. I'm the founder and executive director of What's On Your Mind Incorporated. And we are the organization that produces the Mindful Podcast. So today we're talking about Black love so if you remember last season we talked about interracial dating and mm-hmm. it's actually like the same crew it's the same crew minus yeah. Yeah, ari right. for interracial dating yeah. so it'll be interesting to see how this black love episode mm-hmm. compares to our conversation for interracial dating uh, which i feel like both encompasses like race mm-hmm. so i feel like it is gonna be similar but we'll see where we go with it mm-hmm. so before we start how are you guys feeling start with you well i'm feeling good i know that i spoke to you (laughs) at some point during the day and was telling you how great i was feeling because of the weather change i love fall Mm. fall is amazing it's beautiful and it reminds me that there's a lot to look forward to Mm -hmm. so change of weather i walked to the library i took out a book and put on hold a couple other books so it's about that time to get cozy and you know, drink some pumpkin spice <laughs> and just, you know, read a book, a good book. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm feeling excited. Um, you know, definitely looking forward to the holidays already. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my aunt gave me a call and showed me that she made stuffing. And if anybody knows me, me and stuffing just goes a long way. <laughs> yeah, that is the that is like top uh, for for Thanksgiving. So, um, depending on when this is out, we def I'm definitely looking forward to what's coming around the corner. Nice. Oh. Yeah, taste it. Me, like, taste hungry. it. Hungry. Like, I want to just, like, lay in bed, like, snuggling up in a blanket mm-hmm. with a plate of food on my bed. Just, like, <laughs> like that combination of what you guys just said. So, again, we're talking about black love. Mm-hmm. And I figured we start off by just stating our own definitions of what black love is. So, I'll preface my definition with some background and a little story. Mm -hmm. So I actually, um, I met a a man, he was German, and we ended up going out on a date. Um, And before our date, he actually perused my Instagram and saw the post that I talked about when we had the interracial dating episode where Mm -hmm. I was just going through like all this inner turmoil about like dating outside my race and what that meant to me. and how I felt like it was something that was forced and it wasn't something that I actually chose, but because of my experiences, I just felt like I needed to expand my horizons. Mm -hmm. So he read that post and he had tons of questions. He was just like, so like, what is black love? Like, can there be white love? Can there be yellow love? Can there be brown love? Isn't love somehow colorless and without borders? And and I was like, these are actually really great questions mm-hmm. because I've never had someone ask me to define yeah. what black love was. It was just kind of something that like automatically, I don't know if I ever had to like put it into words, verbalize it, but it was just something that I knew, something 
that I have felt. Um, but to have to explain that to a white person. So my explanation was that black love was um, a connection between black people, but what makes that connection different from white love or yellow love or whatever it is, is the fact that there have been practices and people um, historically that have tried to separate our love. So if you think about slavery, the, the way to dismantle the, the black population was dismantling the family. Mm -hmm. So they would separate the husband and the wife and mm -hmm. put them on different plantations. Um, even if you think about more recently, the way to dismantle the family, the government put in, if, you, if you're thinking about how women were trying to get government assistance, mm -hmm. you, you can get affordable housing if you don't have a man in the home. 100%. So that's mm -hmm. why like in black families, um, you're, you have seen this, this difference in having, I think the statistic is like somewhere in the 20s, 24% uh, had uh, fatherless households, mm -hmm. but now we're at a point where it's like in the 70s, yeah. 70 something percent have fatherless households. And this, these are things that have been implemented in our society to separate us. Mm -hmm. So I think black love is as strong as it is, is because despite what the government's doing to us, despite um, how society makes us hate ourselves or black men hating mm -hmm. black women yeah. or black women hating black men, yeah. we still find this connection. We still find this home and the sense of safety in each other. And that's something that I will say that other races don't experience. So mm -hmm. that's what I said to him. Mm -hmm. that is cool. That's strong. That was Man, I, I'm actually, now I'm curious about the story. What did he say? Like, what happened next? Like, where did he uh, go? He, we had like a really, really good um, like conversation just about race in general. Mm -hmm. And because he's from Germany, like that was something that he never even thought yeah. about because mm -hmm. it's very homogenous in Germany. It's a lot of white people. So like the way he looked at it and he didn't really understand even the historical context mm -hmm. that I was giving him. So he was he was very much a student and he was listening mm -hmm. and like we ended up talking about a lot of different things. We we talked about even Sarai and I earlier were talking about white women teaching in uh, inner city schools and teaching our, our black kids. Like mm -hmm. we ended up talking talking about all those different things yeah. um but he was he was open to it he was listening and from what i got from him i think he like i wouldn't say he understood because mm -hmm. you're never going to understand unless you're in that space but i think he respected mm -hmm. yeah. what i was saying and then i think because it came from that poem I think he had um more respect for what i was saying in that poem and like even like us in interacting, I feel like became more meaningful mm -hmm. to him as well. Yeah. Like for him, for him, it was just like another like, yo, I'm with, I'm, I'm with a, a, I'm a person. I'm yeah, I'm a person with you another know, person. I'm with a person. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if she's black, white, whatever. But yeah. for me, it was like, I'm with a white man. <laughs> <laughs> That's completely different. That is, wow. Different definition, definitely there. A, the no. systemic approach to it, yeah, because I, I don't look at it the same way. Mm. Um, I think how I view black love, it's more intimate. Mm. I think there's a level of intimacy that 
being a human being because I feel like a lot of times being black and you're in interracial like relationships people are trying to explore who you are or trying to like see like are you like that black person or this black person Mm -hmm. or this black person like they try to put you in a box Mm -hmm. whereas when you're amongst your own kind they see you for who you are which is human Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and I feel more human when I am with someone that is like me that understands me I don't need to explain myself Mm -hmm. whereas when I'm constantly having to explain who I am why I am the way I am why I speak the way I speak blah 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 I feel like there's just more like you're confused by who I am Mm -hmm. whereas when I'm with a black person, they're not as confused. Mm-hmm. They get it. And we reach a level of intimacy that it's kind of hard to reach or it takes a longer time to reach with other groups of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, black love, honestly, it's, I feel like I, I defined it recently, only when I knew this topic was coming up. I just kind of thought of it. Um, <clears throat> black love is like that nod in the room full of white people mm. and you see that one black person like it's mm. just that you know what I mean it's like it's unsaid mm-hmm. you know it you know full disclosure in high school you know I've I've been in the Boston public school system and I also went out to the Newton public school system for those who know where Newton is it's very very white Alex, yeah, very, I went to very a white. Private school in New York. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> very, very white. It, so, it really is. a lot of my first relationships, uh, you know, outside of middle school, were were with white, you know, women. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I never really saw a problem, and I still don't see a problem with interracial relationships. You know, I, I'm very much for it. I'm very much for the notion that love is love. I'm not going to take that away from it, and I'm going to also say that black love dang it is very very strong Mm -hmm. you know right now i am in a relationship with a a black woman not only a black woman a haitian woman i'm i'm of haitian descent Mm -hmm. and that kind of love yeah that kind of (laughs) like that love that you see into that person is that nod in a room where there's so much other stuff going on Mm -hmm. and you just don't need to say anything else you just Mm -hmm. need to know that i love you you i don't love i'm not dating a white person i'm not loving a white person i'm loving you Mm -hmm. you know her name Mm -hmm. um and the other thing about it is also what you said earlier is is i think understanding actually you both say it understanding how we both navigate the world Mm -hmm. and you know understanding your struggles and not only understanding your struggles understanding because I don't want to make being black just all about struggle. I want to also make it be about understanding your progress, understanding what what's coming next, what journey you're built, you're going through with each other towards prosperity, towards you know love, towards survival. Um, black love is seeing the other person and realizing you're loving yourself. Mm-hmm, you yeah. know, like because yeah. you see yourself in that person. Um, and it's huge. It's deep. Trust me. Like, it's shocking me just how deep it really, really is. So, again, I have no problem with interrelation, interracial relationship, and I believe that they're okay. I also see that, dang, that kind of love is no joke. What know, I would so. like to explore is how, you know, when you were speaking before, something struck with me, <clears throat> which was the whole, like, we don't, like it's not it doesn't always have to be about struggle Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's what the theme of black love seems to always be it's like we made it through the struggle through all these things it's against us Mm -hmm. whereas i know in my relationship in particular 
we don't focus on struggle. We're not struggling. We're loving one another for who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we get caught up with the narrative that society puts on black love, which is that it's hard. You're cheating on us. Um, mm -hmm. Black men, I've heard a lot of their perspective is like, okay, you don't need us. You're independent. All these different like labels that are being thrown out to black women, black mm -hmm. men to further devise us, you know, from mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a divisive approach. Mm -hmm. And I look and I think to myself, I'm like, I, I don't, I would be lying to myself if I said that, like, I mean, you go through the normal relationships up and downs, you know, but it's good to be with someone that makes you feel human and realize that no, it's not, it's not just a struggle story. Mm -hmm. We go on vacation, we have fun, we go out to eat, we're middle class, we're living life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's not always this like, you know, constant struggle on our back. Like I'm not in that, I, I don't think there's enough different narratives of black love out there. Mm -hmm. We keep getting fed the same type of story, mm -hmm. which is like, oh, you're struggling, I'm struggling, or but like- But is that story actually black love? You see, like I don't, if it's struggling, is mm -hmm. it black love? Cause my, my point wasn't that our connection is because of, of struggle. Of struggle. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's we are connecting despite mm -hmm. what society is telling us around us. So when you're talking about like the portrayal, mm -hmm. whether it be movies or whatever, is that necessarily black love or are they just portraying black hurt and black pain? It's hard to say because there's not enough diversity mm -hmm. in media. And, media and a lot of people, they relate to mm -hmm that depiction of black love mm -hmm. but there are not enough you know displays like a, a lot of people that connect to like black love and the positive black love are mm -hmm. always talking about Michelle Obama and Michelle Obama and Barack Obama mm -hmm. that to them is a depiction of black love mm -hmm. for a long time it was Jay-Z and Beyonce but then Lemonade came out yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? and then marketing like, started to question perfect. a little bit yeah. nobody's perfect exactly but, but yeah. it's like and and what I what I don't like about um, how media, you know, tends to like steal our version of what black love is. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you have to be perfect in order for it to be black love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If anything goes wrong in it, oh, you're a bad person, mm -hmm. or like, oh, like, you know, we're canceling this person, or oh, you're a cheater. We forget that people are human, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. I wish that they would incorporate more snap, human, snap, snap. you know, human yeah. behaviors mm -hmm. within black love, because mm -hmm. that's what makes it free. Mm -hmm. We spoke about like certain um, TV shows that I don't watch, <laughs> but, and it's because of the depiction of black love people. That's oh, one of those them type as well. Of shows. But yeah. like you know, the, oh. the powers, yeah. the like. I mean, for me, I know I hear people talk about power all the time. Never mm -hmm. watched an mm -hmm. episode. There's a lot of things I, I just it. don't watch because mm -hmm. I feel like I've already seen this before. Mm -hmm. Why don't we create like what I love? What was refreshing for me was seeing um, what was it? Oh uh, my gosh, Issa Rae. Issa Rae. What what was the show that she used to do? Insecure. Insecure. Yeah. I loved watching that show because I felt I was finally seeing someone like too. me yeah. on Agreed. screen Agreed. where people think that we're oh, I'm like you're a unicorn, I'm a unicorn. No, we're not. There's a lot of people mm -hmm. like this within our group, mm -hmm. but the thing I see with mainstream white America, they have the opportunity to be individuals, yeah. to be you know, to not have to represent a whole race of people. Whereas mm -hmm. us, it's like my relationship 
kind of is like a role model for other people and they're like wow but it's like my relationship is not perfect yeah i don't put that expectation mm -hmm. on me it's a relationship yeah. that's so true and those faults aren't because of characteristics of being black yes right you know i mean right. those faults are just yeah. Yeah. nature that's true we never scrutinize white couples in the same way that we do black couples yeah ever and then like even just thinking about love and hip-hop like what we label love like if that was the same type of characters but they were all white would it be titled love and hip-hop no would mm. love be included in that no it would be called like cheaters yeah. and country music <laughs> or something like that and like, basketball when you think of basketball wives we're labeling things i'm glad that you mentioned that we're labeling things that aren't even real right and yeah. that's what's confusing because right. you're talking about basketball wives who's married they're not their girlfriends their side chicks real housewives who's married yeah, yeah. but you know you're you're right right but where Where's the accountability and when are we going to decide to create more content that shows healthy black relationships? Because I think because of the media portrayal and what mm -hmm. we think is normal mm -hmm. within relationships and love, we're replicating that in our own relationships because we don't have healthy examples of well, a healthy relationship. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. There's not enough depiction of that. Yeah. And we what you... Yeah. We only show what we know and if you're saying that 70% of black households are single parent households how are people really learning how to be in relationship with one another yeah they're not because you learn in the home that's the first yeah. place we get our education yeah and, and you, you mentioned it earlier you mentioned the media and things like that and that that will always 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 be a topic you know media what is media portraying what are we also digesting you know what are we choosing to di digest because you know I think who was I don't remember who I was joking with. However, we kind of got into the discussion. We just we don't want to see any more slavery movies. You yeah. know, we don't want to see yeah. any more. This yeah. is the black struggle movies. We want to see a nat normal. Yeah. You know, let the guy be a ninja. I like I don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let the guy just be <laughs> yeah, a ninja or something. Yeah, like like the black girl be a mom. Right, exactly. Yeah, that and that's huge. I mean, that's the topic definitely now. Like, let the black girl be a mermaid. She's not a black mermaid. She's just a mermaid and mermaids don't have race so you know and and and, and I think we we intended to talk about romantic love mm -hmm. and I think you did touch up on the different the other type of love like and this is I, I pray to God this is a topic for the future is um, I call it canceled culture like that hashtag canceled culture like why do we destroy within our own community what is human mm -hmm. uh, I will be Screaming till my face is blue about the Aisha Curry issue and how oh, yeah. we absolutely her crucified her mm -hmm. for being a human being with insecurities. Crucified yeah. her. And it, 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 it upsets me even still to this day. Like mm -hmm. my girlfriend told me, like, all right, you know, like I know it upsets you. <laughs> yeah, I know it upsets you. Like, but you know, let's just move on from this. And that's, I think that's the what reason it is. why we go so hard on our own people is because we know that your actions perpetuate, perpetuate everyone. how everyone yeah. else looks at us mm -hmm. and that's not fair yeah. this is um to your point with aisha curry m the thing that bothered me the most is when people were internalizing what kanye west was saying he's he ha he's a, his own person he can right. have an opinion mm -hmm. you know what i mean he doesn't speak for all black people mm -hmm. and we need to stop doing that we don't all we don't need a spokesperson all the time yeah. i'm an individual and i'm glad that he put 
um, black Republicans on the map or black conservatives on the map because a lot of people, a lot when they meet, you know, when they meet black people, they associate you with Democrat. the Democratic Party. Yep. Why? You know what I mean? I'm yeah. my own person. I make my own decisions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're right with this whole cancel culture or also us representing a whole group of people. I don't want to be the fair. example. I don't want to no. be the role model because then you make it, you make me less capable of being human. Mm-hmm. And I want you to see my relationship as two human beings being together. Cause yeah. I think that's what black people want. We just want to be seen as people. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Cause too many times we're seen as, you know, aggressors mm-hmm. or we're seen as scary or, mm-hmm. you know, like, Antisocial, you're not connecting, mm-hmm. but that's not the case when we're mm. around, when we're amongst each other. Mm-hmm. We, you can kind of relax. Yeah, you let a it down. Bit, you think, nod. You give a nod, mm-hmm. and, and you just understand. That's what I've always wanted in like my romantic relationship. The reason why I'm in the relationship that I'm in is because I can be myself mm-hmm. in a world where like you have to constantly cold shift and do all that. Like mm-hmm. I can be myself in mm-hmm. my home, yeah. with my man, and be loved for who I am, not. Yeah what I'm portraying to the masses. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's love. Can you love guys yourself? describe like the first time you guys <laughs> fell into black love and what that felt like and how you knew it was black love? <laughs> oh, man. So I think it was it's similar to what I said earlier, just kind of like the relationship that I'm in right now, like, you know, shout out to her. She's she's amazing. You know, we just passed our one-year anniversary recently, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. You know, and and, um, and so it 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 took me just kind of looking at her and just seeing depth, like a lot of depth. And it's weird because I wish I could truly put the visuals in my brain on a piece of paper. And I'm sure if I thought about, it, I could write poetry on it. However, it was really just seeing depth wow, in her skin, wow, like. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was depth. There was definitely depth to her. You know what I mean? I, 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 I haven't written poems in so long. It's been so long. So yeah, there was just so much depth there, and it was like, you know, like I just saw everything I needed to see. You know, I, I saw, I saw me. I saw my mom. I saw my dad. I saw my grandparents. I saw my kids that weren't here. I saw like just everything that that mattered to me was being experienced with her and i think that's when i was like oh this is what black love is like Mm. it's not it's not simply just loving or liking a person you know what i mean it is like just liking everything and realizing like this is a mirror and this is how much better I could be at myself to love her as well. You know, there's just, it's so much to it. There, there's it, there's more to it than yeah, I can even answer. I feel like I've never met <laughs> right now. Like, I'm like, wow, wow, okay, this is what I should be feeling. Yeah. And, it's, and it's also, it's very cerebral as well. It's mm-hmm. not just butterflies and stuff like that. There's right. such a, there is such, I'm telling you guys, there is such a mental aspect to love and relationships Mm -hmm. you know love is not going to i'm i'm a believer that love doesn't make a marriage i don't think it ever will um you know there's just so much more to it Mm -hmm. and i think black love 
just loving another black person in general, whether you're white or not. Like, whether you're a different culture, if you end up loving a black person, you're going to learn how deep and how much work and and how much of a future, how much how much you're going to be going through, not necessarily as a bad thing, however, as like a good thing as well, how much depth you're going to take in all of your experience, how much awareness of the world and awareness of other people that you're going to take just by simply loving and being with a black person. And Alex, I think it's because we navigate in a world where we're supposed to be a certain way for people to be able to receive us. Mm. But then when you get in, you know, relationship with someone that's of a different race, they start to really uncover who you actually are. And they're like, wow, I didn't know that, yeah. like, mm-hmm. this is who you are mm-hmm. because we're constantly having to, like, cover it up, you know, mm-hmm. and be presented a certain way, have to speak this way, have to speak that way. And they go on with influence as yes. well. So mm-hmm. when you start to break what their stereotypes are or what they they society has projected upon you, yeah. it's like, okay, is this actually the person yeah. that I thought I was going to be with? Yeah. Hmm, I know, right? It's very, very interesting. It is. It very is. interesting. It is. And and it's one of those things that that's like I I do hate the phrase I don't see color, um, or like in a way there's like this thing where you understand that you know black love allows you not to see color as well because you are seeing the person as a human being. This doesn't absolve the people who say I don't see color from using that statement because I don't believe it to be true because I believe color is a very important aspect of a person's identity. Mm-hmm. Um, however, once you get that connection with them, it's no longer about those little things or about the stereotypes. You know, like you said, it just becomes about them. It becomes about you know their taste in music that might be different no i don't listen to hip-hop all the time you'd be very i mean a lot of people i think a lot of people say this and you know if you hit shuffle on my spotify you're gonna come across some really different stuff you know and my girlfriend love it yeah yeah chronics i go i go from like i go from the j coles to like mumford and sons and and like yeah (laughs) some just some wild thing avenge sevenfold which is a a complete rock band and like i'm all over the place and and i i love that i found somebody who does love that about me and we're both the same culture like just imagine having that's like the i don't really care for cherries however just imagine having that caramel on top of your sundae mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that ice cream that's on top of your like brownie to me. <laughs> <laughs> you need to like replay this whole thing listen now that that is that is that, let me stop <laughs> what about you sarai when was the first time yeah. you felt black love so with my current partner right now um i felt it's very interesting because you know we were friends first mm-hmm. and then complicated and then got into a relationship but i felt black love probably the first couple of months of meeting him mm. i i think i was i knew that i loved my partner probably like my sophomore year of college and like I knew it it was definitive this is what I knew I just I just loved him you know Mm -hmm. and it was because in all these other relationships that I've been in before or people that I've spoken to before 
I could never be myself. Mm-hmm. I always had to like, you know, I was sweet. I was this. I was that. Like, you know, you use that voice. You know, yes, <laughs> voice, your voice you know, changed. Yes, said that. I was just like, you know, oh my god, you're like. It was always, oh, you're so perfect. You're so cool. You're, you know, mm-hmm. like I was wonderful. And mm-hmm. and I and I remember one time I was speaking to a guy that wasn't my partner, and he was just like, yo, you're just amazing. And I was like, well, why am I amazing? You don't even know me. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, of course I know you, but he didn't know yeah. me. <laughs> and because yeah. I knew he didn't know me because if you know me, you, you know certain things about me that I didn't reveal to him, but yeah. like this idea of me. Yeah. And being friends with my partner i could just be who i am and he just accepted me mm-hmm. for who i was mm-hmm. and that in tune like developed over time we went on adventures together i'm very adventurous and we love edm you know we yeah. explore that <laughs> genre together and mm-hmm. we love it we have our favorite djs we do different things and I think I should let you know too. My my boyfriend as well. He is Haitian, mm. and it is cool to see the different variations of Haitian in the mm. community because a lot of times, you know, you typecast a certain person. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, my boyfriend is um, six foot four. He, you know, it was an athlete or is an athlete. You know, that image it's comes dread. with the yeah. He has dreads. Oh, that yeah. image comes with a lot of stereotypes oh, and preconceived yeah. notions of who he is. And I remember he used to visit me on campus, and I would always tell him, like, well, you need to smile more. <laughs> and he's just like, why? And I'm like, because, like, your your face, like, even though I know you're not, I it know, just yep. seems like you're you're mean or you're mad or something. And he'd always be like, and then he'd, like, smile again, and he's just like, this is weird. Why do I have to do that? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like, exactly. And I'm telling him, like, because, like, that's how you're being received. Like, right. and yeah. you know that. You know, people can see you as threatening even though you're not. Yeah. Right. And he's completely different than the stereotypes that are tacked on to him. And I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. But what made like, but what really made me fall in love was when I realized I can be myself. I can be naked. Like, yeah. With everything off and just like, you know, shed all like, I can be insecure. I can be like, you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of people look at you, oh, you're confident, you're this, you're that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be strong with him. Yeah. I can be weak. And yeah. that's what I love. I'm like, that's sometimes, you know, when you're in the, when you're in this world, you always have to be strong. You yeah. always have to be prim, yeah. proper, ready, all this stuff. Yeah. But with him, I can, yeah, let it go. I can be a woman. And I, and I like that, you yeah. know, because a lot of times, you know, like women empowerment, I'm like, yeah, I have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. And sometimes I just want to be held. Absolutely. Also want to tell me, you know, talk to me, make me feel beautiful without, mm-hmm. and you know, he sees me for who I am and he mm-hmm. sees the beauty within me for, by seeing me for who I am, yeah. you know? I, I love that you said that, that like you, you had mentioned having to make him smile. One of the things that I had noticed was um, like when you have that connection with somebody where you're able to, like culturally, mm-hmm. there's a thing, there's a cultural bias where you're able to discern different features of a person's face right like you know for the asian for an asian culture there's there was always that stereotype that oh they all look the same no to them 
every one of their details is so, so different. Mm -hmm. To some cultures, there's a lot of black people that look the same. No, to us, there are so minor things in the cheekbones, minor things in the way they smile, things like that. We can tell moods mm -hmm. just, you know, without them doing anything. So when we, you know, when you ask your boyfriend to smile, it's like, you know his mood without him needing to smile. You know his mood without him needing to, you know, scrunch his face or things like that. And that was one of the things that I had really... Look, you know, looked at when I would look at my girlfriend and, and she wouldn't be smiling or anything like that. And I would just get a feeling from it. And it was like, that's different. You don't, you, you don't typically get that with a culture that you don't really mm -hmm. understand their facial expressions. And that takes, that's another depth of the communication that's there mm -hmm. that isn't talking. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. just looking at the person and seeing, oh, this is what they're going through right now. And their face is probably the same exact way it was two seconds ago. You're just able to pick up on the subtle nuances of, you know, being both of us being black and being ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, just letting it all go and just realizing, hey, I can express and be, be human. And because of my partner, I, I am who I am today. Yeah. I, I think I, I was telling someone this before, like, because my partner loved me correctly and loved me the right way it pushed me to be more confident it pushed mm -hmm. me to mm -hmm. not have to like hide behind things that i don't need because mm -hmm. i'm amazing in my own right mm -hmm. and this was him as a friend you know pushing me and showing me that like you're beautiful because you're you you're mm -hmm. not you because of all these different factors like you're just you and that's beautiful mm -hmm. and that you know, it boosts you up because it makes you realize, like, I don't need all this extra stuff. I am I can hold my own and still be me and yeah. feel powerful. And, you know, I think, and it's funny, I, <laughs> I think that I can stand and say that I am a feminist more, like, in line with, like, feminist values because of my partner. Mm. You know, he made me feel, like strong and he didn't he made me feel like you know i could do anything mm -hmm. and sometimes you don't get that and i feel bad for certain people in relationships where you don't feel strong no. you don't feel empowered and mm -hmm. i think that it's beautiful when you have a partner that empowers you that makes you i believe that i can do anything and it's because of the way that i'm loved yeah so, oh yeah so i know we're talking a lot about like the amazing uplifting aspects of black love <laughs> But we know that when you do love someone, yeah. it's not always peaches not and always cream. Peaches and, and I think that's with any kind of love that's familial love, that's mm -hmm. romantic love, yeah. that's work love. So like what are what are the aspects of black love do you feel like contribute to maybe because like I'm as you guys were talking, I was thinking about how um I forget who said this to me. Maybe it was my therapist at some point, but your your family knows how to push your buttons because they created your buttons. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that almost connects to the relationships that you have created, especially with you, Soraya, who you've been with your partner for about 10 years now. So yeah. I know he probably knows your triggers or he knows um, some what, whatever annoys you about him mm -hmm. in the relationship. So like, could you guys speak to that aspect a little bit? And how do you, even when you are going through those things, like how do you overcome them and still see at the end of the day, the depth in the skin <laughs> and the fact that you can feel like, safe and you don't have to be a boss like what are what are some of the not so bright sides 
You go first this time. <laughs> um, I guess like the not so great parts, like all relationships, you know, like you said, you do get annoyed. But I think that a lot of people don't really talk about learning how to argue. Mm. And I think that um <clears throat> luckily I'm more I I'm on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't in a Haitian household, mm-hmm. when you see arguments, even when they're like talking normally, it mm-hmm. sounds like yelling. Right? Mm-hmm. It sounds like yelling. It's very, mm-hmm. very loud, very vocal, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know like seeing the dynamics in my household, I saw that I was replicating the way that my mom mm-hmm. argues with my dad. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because whenever, when as a child, I look at my, like, I look at my mom like she didn't make sense, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or my dad like, you know, what are you doing? Like she doesn't make sense. Yeah. But here I am mirroring those behaviors with mm-hmm. my partner and creating that type of like the same arguments that they're having and I was confused about it. Mm-hmm. And I realized that without the right tools, without learning how to communicate and also your partner, because you have to take what they've learned or what they've seen as well. Mm-hmm. Things could get really, really bad. <laughs> Things could get really, really bad, you know, and I know that, like, you know, it. I don't think people talk enough about what goes on in relationships as far as, like, when arguments go left and how far they can go and having self-control and all these different variables, especially when you're younger. Mm-hmm. When you're younger, I, I know I've heard a lot of people having violence in their relationships. It's not spoken about. People mm-hmm. don't show it, mm-hmm. but it happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that, like, at least for now, like, you ha- I have the words, I have the tools to use, but I know that arguing is something that could really go left because people tend to say things below the belt. And when you have so much information on a person, you have all their inner, you know, you have their insecurities. You have all these things because you're open with them. Mm -hmm. And when it's being thrown back in your face, it's it's a lot to handle, especially Mm -hmm. when it's not being done in a constructive way. It's doing it to intentionally hurt you because you hurt them. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the hard parts of relationships is the arguing. I think another thing about it is when you're in a certain direction that you want to go in your life and they're in another other direction and seeing mm-hmm. how can you come align because mm-hmm. I have my personal goals you have your personal goals how do they align with are we going in the right direction are we going in the same direction mm-hmm. I know I'm a more faster paced person I have a faster approach on how I want to handle things how I want to get things done mm-hmm. whereas my partner is really laid back you know mm-hmm. life's going to take us where it takes us mm-hmm. and a lot of times those ideologies they don't they don't mesh you know yeah. it's really annoying it's really hard for me as a person mm-hmm. that's a planner and an executor mm-hmm. to meet someone that's more laid back and it's like life's gonna happen you know you just have to that's why my parents are no longer together <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> life's gonna happen. Yes. but they're amazing mm-hmm. friends and mm-hmm. they've co-parented my brother mm-hmm. and myself like amazingly mm-hmm. like they have conversation all the time like they got they grew up together in haiti so mm-hmm. they have all this history but because of those dynamics and i'm not speaking this onto your relationship no, everything, every relationship is different mm-hmm. but because of those dynamics my mom was just like okay next goal next goal next yeah. School. My dad was like, "Oh, we bought a house in Brockton. On Enjoy John it, Dad. relax." Fine. Yeah. And I was like, "Nope. All right, I'm going to all these open houses. Yeah. Like this house is not where I see myself raising mm-hmm. my kids and being forever." So, because of that, and maybe it was because they 
didn't know how to communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. Maybe they they didn't get like that that example from mm-hmm. their parents. I don't know. Um, but that that mm-hmm. was definitely a part of why they're no yeah. longer together. And, and like to your point, mm-hmm. just because you're in love doesn't necessarily mean you should be married to mm-hmm. a person. Yes. Because the love the love can only last so long. It's it's about the work and the consistency yeah. that you put into the actual partnership as well. And my parents are similar to yeah. Mark and myself, so mm-hmm. it's balance. My mom is very much like she has a dogmatic approach on life, mm-hmm. whereas my dad, he's more like, you know, he's more relaxed, he's calm, he's chill, things are going to work out in its way. Mm-hmm. And I realize I'm attached to that style, even mm-hmm. though I'm like... I'm like this, mm-hmm. I'm attached to, or I'm attracted to people that allow me to calm down mm-hmm. and take a step back and appreciate what's around mm-hmm. me. Because what I realized I had a tendency of doing was always going to the next thing, but not, you know, appreciating yeah. like the journey, Taking you know what I mean? Around yes. I'm like, wow, Taking look at what I did. Yes. It's great. Yeah. But trying to merge those two ideologies together, that was also like something that makes it hard. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it teaches you that this is like i have my life you have your life right. yes we have a life together but we're this is our lives this is the only life that we have yeah. i'm gonna love you as a human being mm-hmm. and realize that you're human first mm-hmm. outside of being my man outside of being my like a father all this stuff yeah. you are you you are and you yeah. i should be trying to help you enjoy your life too mm-hmm. just like i should be enjoying my life mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so I think, um, like, yeah, those are, like, kind of the negative aspects of it. But what I try to do, what's been my goal in my relationship is to have unconditional love or to develop that unconditional love. Because when you have a love that's unconditional, even marriage, death, all that stuff, the love is still there. It doesn't matter. Like, I think, you know, with the construct of marriage, people just think that, oh, you know, I don't know why. Like, when people think of marriage, I feel like it's overinflated at times. Yeah, it's commercialized. It's it's commercialized. (laughs) And also, to me, it's the government recognizing your relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, and I recognize my relationship now, and I realize that whether when I get married or not, there are legal, there are legal rights that you have when you're married. Okay. rights when you're married but at the same time it's like you're where you are in your relationship right now if you love the person you can love them you don't need like i I think people think that it's about these grandose like um examples of love very flamboyant very in your face and Mm -hmm. my parents were like they just decided i'm gonna get married yeah 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 they're just like it wasn't that big of a deal ask my parents the proposal story it was very much like malcolm x and his wife his his girl at the time was just like yo let's get married all right cool and that was it it wasn't it it wasn't like yeah something so grand and i think that's the problem we we put these grand expectations of Mm -hmm. what it's supposed to be fairy tales rainbow money yes all this money and then a year later you realize that you didn't even build the foundation (laughs) you don't even know if your if your values align you don't really know you don't even know each other right correct do you know yourself yeah you don't know yourself exactly you know what i mean and it's like and a lot of people they don't because we've been given this like 
I don't, we've been given this whole like script of how our lives should go. Mm-hmm. And when we deviate from that script, we feel like failures. Feel like, like oh, why, why am I 30 and I'm still not married? Mm-hmm. Or why am I this and I still don't have this? When mm-hmm. am I going to get a house? Mm-hmm. And we're looking at other people falling into the script, but we don't see their other lives. So we just mm-hmm. think that their lives are going great. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a reason why people are getting divorced. It's because they don't even understand the, like, they don't understand what marriage really is because yeah. people don't show what marriage yeah. really is mm-hmm. just like they don't show what relationships really are mm-hmm. and like i said with these broken families or broken however yeah, you want to look at it yeah. with one family right. households how are you learning how to be in relationship with people if you can't even see that example in your community on yeah. tv mm-hmm. seeing your your mom or your dad your constantly rotating mm-hmm. you know boyfriends girlfriends and stuff you don't really know what it takes to stay mm-hmm. and i think when we had our we had a podcast episode about divorce mm-hmm. and i told you like the only reason i think i know i know how to stay in a relationship with someone and work mm-hmm. through it is because mm-hmm. that's what i saw my parents do mm-hmm. but if my mom decided like this is too much for her it is what it is maybe my um tolerance would be mm-hmm. less because mm-hmm. it'd be like okay well mm-hmm. i can walk away i know that there is life after this relationship yeah. because my mom has shown me that mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah. just like people see I don't need a man. I've seen what it is without a man and mm-hmm. I've been able to live it with a man. You know, it's it's all about what we see and I don't think there's enough examples of healthy relationships. Yeah, that's fair. What that's examples fair. did you have in your life, Alex? Um, so uh, ooh, multiple. So my mind is on the first question and this question. Mm-hmm. So, um negative stuff. You know, so the, the there there have been example there are examples around me i've been lucky i was the first so anyways my grandparents married <laughs> for 30 plus years mm-hmm. um they had six children mm-hmm. um six women okay so mm-hmm. six women and my mom had me at a very very young age mm-hmm. around 17 mm-hmm. so i was there and I was there before all my aunts got married, and so I was there while you know all of them except one right now got married. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've seen the marriages. I've also seen marriages that you know may not have worked out, mm-hmm. you know, or or go through some rocky times and come out the other end, you know, either better or still working on things. So the examples, you know, run the gambit. Of, of, of everything and I think it's huge to see working marriages in your relationship I think it's huge to see marriages that are going through rocky times and how they navigate going through those rock, rocky times and get out the other end I think going back to the first question about the struggles of black love or the struggles of ha- having that is you know you did allude to it you're both we come down with our generational curses you know we all have generational curses how we communicate how we argue how we want to run from confrontation or whatever it is and sometimes there's cultural generational curses and when you're in that same culture you're both bringing them to the same thing and then so now you're continuing the generational beyond you or you can decide this is where it stops Um, however you have to see it first Right, because mm-hmm. if you think something's normal, it's 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 not crazy. It's it's very human how normal some toxic behavior is, mm-hmm. and we don't know it to be toxic. We just know it to be, well, this is just the way I am, you know, or this is, you know, well, I don't like when people do this to me, you know. Now we're taking it all off of our own responsibility. So 
it, it can be tough for black love to sustain in situations where you're bringing generational curses with each other. It, it can also um, be tough in terms of, you know, like you alluded to, like you asked, you asked about what are the relationships around you. When you don't see it, you struggle because now you don't know any other way of doing things mm -hmm. except for going and cheating or, you know, divorce and let me find somebody else or, you know, silent treatment. Let me, let me just, you know, you, you go do you, you can live on the other side of the house and I'll be over here. Mm -hmm. And now that becomes okay. So I think the biggest struggle with black love might be that whatever you got before you, whatever was passed on to you and you bring both of those into the same home mm -hmm. and ultimately carrying on that terrible tradition to be passed down to your, your kids. Uh, so it's like, it, it's huge because yeah, plan your marriage, plan what, what are the things that you know, are going to break you. Like, what are the things you really can't stand for? You know, what are, what are some crutches that you might have? What are some weaknesses that you, what do you, we, we joked around recently. I asked her like, you know, when we, when we finally say like, I do, what are you going to leave at the altar? Like, what are you going to be happy about that? I'm coming in as a strength to take care of. And I, and I told her what I'm going to be happy about her coming in to take care of. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at the altar because I know we're both coming in you know, to help each other out there. However, that just goes into planning. You know, we've talked about like, in, we've had a full on conversation about infidelity, you know, that, that has taken, um, that started, I think, with a red table talk. Um, you know, if anybody's seen that episode where they talked about cheating in their relationships, mm -hmm. um, Jada Pinkett Smith and, and her guests. Um, and, you know, imagine that, like how many couples out there can honestly say they talked about cheating before, you know, cheating even happened. And, and, and on top of that, talked about your expectations of each other. Mm -hmm. I think we have the given expectation that you go into a relationship and you don't cheat, right? However, when did you really ever talk about that? That's something that is like, you believe it's just morally right. However, it's not a moral thing. Mm -hmm. There's some people who've literally seen cheating throughout their life and that's like their coping skill or like, you know, or or they're open to seeing other people. Like I have friends who are open to, yeah, I have friends who are open to seeing other people and they do it within their marriages. And I'm just like, all right, well, that's that's normal. That would That would come up if you spent more time planning your marriage mm -hmm. as opposed to planning your wedding. Mm -hmm. So we are actually out of time. Yeah, this is such a great conversation. Maybe we might do a part two and it would be nice to get some other perspective because mm -hmm. that, that was a lot. I feel like that definitely helped me in my search of black love. <laughs> some of the things that I should be looking for yeah. and uh, what I should be receiving from my partner as well. So we're going to end how we always end with a mindful moment. So mindful for today's moment. mindful moment, we have some 10 unhelpful thinking styles that we are going to project up here. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through, just like last episode, go through each unhelpful thinking style. And I want you guys to just share what stands out for you and what you hope to not participate in as much. So I have a friend that's a social worker and she likes to say, if you can name it, you can tame it. So if you can mm -hmm. name one of these that you're doing, 
then you can be mindful of it and try not to continue to do it. So I'm going to read them out loud for those that are listening and cannot see. So the 10 unhelpful thinking styles or 10 thinking errors that can hold you back um, is all or nothing thinking. Recognize the shades of gray as opposed to just black and white. Mm-hmm. Overgeneralizing. One bad thing doesn't mean everything is bad. Filtering the positive out of the picture. So only focusing on the negative rather mm-hmm. than the positive. Mind reading. You don't necessarily know what someone else is thinking. Catastrophize. Cause, cata- I can't say <laughs> Catastrophizing. Yeah. Catastrophizing. Yes. <laughs> don't assume the worst. Emotional reasoning. Emotions aren't always the best guy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, labeling. Don't unfairly lump together people or experiences. And I think we talked about that a lot with mm-hmm. um, just being black in general. Uh, fortune telling. Remind yourself of other possible outcomes. Personalization. Negative events aren't always about you. Unreal ideals. Don't make unfair comparisons. So I will say... <laughs> I'm guilty of about 100%. Yeah, all of them. (laughs) I literally pick all of them. But one of the things that I think, so if we're thinking about the theme of this episode, black love, I feel like for me, number eight, fortune telling is Mm. something that I do a lot. Like I will, in in my dating experience, I'm currently dating, um, I start to, like if I have an amazing first date, second date, third date, I'm automatically like, wow, like what kind of life can we build together? And I'm just, I'm thinking about a year, two years. I'm thinking about businesses. How can we um, collaborate? How can, what, what our children are going to look like? So I will definitely say I'm guilty of fortune telling. I'm not saying it's limited to just black yeah. love, but just yeah. because we're talking about that. Like I do that, I do that with a lot of different mm-hmm. things. Like if I'm, if I'm interviewing for a job, I'm already like, okay, like this is what's gonna happen when I get the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my first paycheck, I'm about to give uh, 25% to my mom, 25% to my aunt. I don't know if that's like all Haitians, yeah. but like whenever you get a new job in my family, you have to give your first paycheck away. Oh, I don't, wow. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. No, maybe that's no, a family thing. That's a tradition. That is a tradition. Yeah, a I've never thing. done it, man. That's a tradition. Sorry. I like See, it. Though. Not I do like it. Thing. Yeah, right. I do like that. So though. what of keep those... forcing my kids to get a new job? No kidding. Hey, my mom playing me. What what of those ten resonate with you guys? For, uh, all of them. However, four, four, nine, and ten. I'm sorry. I'm gonna pick multiple. However, I will I will only speak on the one that really matters. So mind reading is number four, personalization is number nine, and unreal ideals is number ten. Those all go in um, for me. I have a problem with doing that, thinking about what somebody's thinking about me. So my major one is personalization. I take things very personal, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, and I'm learning that about myself, mm-hmm. that I, I, I'm a pretty sensitive guy. So when things go wrong, I immediately do blame myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when things go wrong, I immediately look at myself and say, you know, what was my action in this or what was, you know, uh, it's hard for me to, and it sucks because it doesn't always lead to like an apology for it. It leads more to just me beating myself up. Mm. And so that doesn't 
really make progress, mm -hmm. you know. So I think number nine is huge that sometimes things that happen aren't about you, mm -hmm. you know, um, good or bad. Like it doesn't, it isn't a, and it isn't a judgment of your character mm -hmm. is really what I want to get at because I will judge myself mm -hmm. and, and my character based on things that are happening. And sometimes it's just, you know, hey, these things fell in line like this and this is how you should have responded to it and, and you didn't. Uh, now we know better for next time. So I think before you go, Soraya, yeah. I think these are so closely tied to the episode before. And mm -hmm. it's like, if you can name one of these, I think looking back at emergent strategies, you yeah. can use those strategies to tame it. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? So I would say I have a tendency of doing one, two, and ten Mm -hmm. a lot more than the others mm -hmm. and like you Alex I'm going to choose one thing that you know that to me resonates more which is all or nothing thinking mm -hmm. I'm a all-in type of person mm -hmm. and sometimes it can go to the extreme like like if you don't do this I'm never dealing with you again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or if you did this to me, okay, cut you off. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know? on, yeah. Sometimes I'm it can get cold. Canceled. I am canceled culture. <laughs> canceled you know, like yeah. So I am the type of person. I remember I used to, I used to always be done. You know, like yeah, I'm done with this. I'm not mm -mm, not dealing with it anymore. But. I've come to combat that with learning to compartmentalize mm. different things. Cause sometimes it's like, you know, you tend to put like an expectation on certain things like, okay, this is the way this is supposed to be all the time, yeah. but that's not realistic mm -hmm. exactly. and it's not fair for other people to think that they can achieve that. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair for me to expect that, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So. For me, it's like, you know, the way I combat it now is just realizing that, yo, listen, people are human. Yeah. People are human first and people are going to make mistakes. Just because you made one mistake, it doesn't mean that this is who you are. This is what it is. There are gray areas. And I mm -hmm. think it all these other topics fall in line with that because yeah. you realize it's not about you. There's mm -hmm. other things going on. Mm -hmm. Stop generalizing people and thinking that, oh, they're this way and it's only through your lens. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's like huge. Let it go. I know. Let it go. Let it go. But don't cut them off. Don't, <laughs> cut them off. don't let but, them but go. Let Just the let it go. go. Yeah. yeah. Like I always think of. I think I posted this on my Instagram, but emotions and feelings they're like um like waves they just come and go yeah. and i think once you accept that mm -hmm. and you don't like live in like criticizing yourself or you don't live in whatever someone did for mm -hmm. you to want to cut them off then it just makes life, life a lot lighter mm -hmm. and it, just does. Like, mm. it does just move on life life is gonna continue yes so it's a wrap on episode four awesome, thank you guys awesome. for coming through to the mindful podcast yeah. see you guys next time let's talk about it talk about it don't let it sit on your mind when you talk about it talk about it know that it will be all right
Bye.